Like how have you navigated being someone that's sensitive and feeling doing the work that you do, which is big work in the world? So it's really interesting in that first year of The Gentle Barn. So I dreamt of The Gentle Barn since I was seven years old and finally, finally did it when I was a young adult. And when I founded it, finally, Mm -hmm. after so many years, I thought it was just going to be rainbows and unicorns and violins playing and it was just going to be so wonderful. So I'd waited for it for so long. And it was those things, but it was also a lot of pain. I was rescuing animals from the worst circumstances and I would rescue an animal from just the worst circumstances and thinking, well, that's going to be the worst story I'll ever hear. And then the next one was worse. And so it's this compassion fatigue where you're pouring your heart, soul, and being into someone that may or may not live. And you're seeing the worst of humanity and wondering, how can this be? And so somewhere in that first year, I said, okay, I was wrong this is too hard. I am not strong enough. I was mistaken. I am going to quit this. And of course, then I embarked on a month-long argument with myself of, I want to quit. You can't. I'm not strong enough. Yes, you are. I can't do this. Yes, you will. Finally, at the end of the month, I realized, okay, fine. This is all I ever cared about since I was a kid. Can't even imagine anything that I would otherwise (laughs) do. Okay, fine. I got to suck it up and do this. But how do I do it without it destroying me? How do I stay raw, open, and vulnerable, be an empath, listen to my intuitions, pour my soul into other beings so that they live, and have it not eat me alive. And I actually sat down and came up with five things that I committed to that over the years have helped me survive. The first of which was to share my message gently. Because I think that when you are so, you know, there's this sense of urgency where you want people to see what's happening and see the devastation and see these animals and wake up. And it fills you with this desperation and urgency, but you can't live life like that. First of all, it's ineffective because people don't respond to that. And second of all, it's going to destroy you. So I committed to sharing my message gently so that I could live in peace and be more effective peacefully to others. The second thing that I came up with was once I shared my message gently, to lose an attachment to the outcome. Because so many of us are like, okay, you spent a day with me and I've shared everything that I am and all these animals. And so now you're going to make a change. And they leave and they continue their lives. And it's like, how could you? It's none of my business. And so the losing attachment to the outcome brought me a lot of peace because I realized that what other people do is none of my business. We're all on our own journeys. We are all evolving at our own pace. And I need to shine my light and less people on their way. And so that made it a lot easier. And then the third thing is creating boundaries around myself. At the time, I was you know, watching whatever was on television, watching the news and staying in that fear, having conversations with people and not really questioning, do I even want to be around those people? I had no boundaries. And so what I realized was I had to create effective boundaries and understand what works for me and what doesn't and then create boundaries around that. So for me personally, and some people it's very inspiring. For me personally, if I see like a slaughter video or something really ugly, it puts me in a fetal position on the floor and I wanna get the hell off this planet. So I had to be intentional with who am I gonna follow on social media? I'm gonna follow pages that inspire me and uplift me. Who am I gonna spend my time with? I'm gonna spend my time with people that inspire and uplift me. What conversations am I gonna have? I'm gonna have positive, uplifting, inspiring conversations. Because I have such a big job to do, I cannot afford to bleed my energy into negative spaces. And then 
my fourth thing that I came up with was giving myself permission to celebrate the victories. What do we do? We look at the problem and we ignore the victories and we're always in distress. Yeah, there's big problems out there and they need big solutions and it's going to take time. But there's also victories every single day. There's people stepping up. There's podcasts like yourself, your voice, your inspiration, how you're touching people. There's people all over the world that are committing themselves to good and kindness and gentleness. There's solutions every single day. So we got to be cognizant of the problem and we have to allow ourselves to celebrate the victories no matter how small. And I put that into practice every single day. And then my very last thing that I put into practice was spending time every day in the world that I want to create. So what do I want to create? Well, I want to create rich, fertile earth. I want to create vegetable gardens and fruit trees and orchards as far as I can see. I want to create people hugging cows and cuddling turkeys and giving pigs tummy rubs and walking around holding chickens in their arms. I want to create people lifting each other up and not competing anymore. I want to create rainforests and forests that touch the sky. I want to create oceans that are clean and pure. I want to create horses running free. I want to create an awareness on this planet that we have reverence for Mother Earth, reverence for every single creature, and that we lift each other up. And I spend time in that world for five minutes every single day. I close my eyes, I set my alarm for five minutes, and I meditate in that space so that every conversation, every interaction, and every experience for the rest of the day is born out of that world that I want to create. And the more of us, the more of us that feel that that world is possible, the faster we'll create it. You are taking me to church. <laughs> I am like, yes, this is the sermon of the year. I mean, those are those five tips. Gently, you want to approach things gently. You want to have boundaries. You want to be in the vision of the world that you want to create. And then what's celebrate the victories celebrate and lose victories attachment and to lose what attachment. other people do. I mean, those are like life lessons for for everyone. And just, yeah, I'm just so grateful that you're here. Like that was one thing that also attracted me to you is going to the gentle barn and seeing you speak. Like you're such an amazing, powerful speaker. Like you have such a clear voice and the way that you approach things is something that I'm so grateful for because as someone that's an empath that feels, it's like you want to be involved, you want to support, you want to do the things, but you have, I have to be careful about what I'm sort of like diverting my attention to because my mind will always keep and hook on the things that are the most horrific or the most hard or the most challenging. And I love that just simple practice that our audience can do of spending five minutes in the world that they want to create. Because that's something that even if they're volunteering at Gentle Barn, working with Gentle Barn, whatever it is, we can all do that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.